From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Um, let's see. Can you hear? Okay, yes, it's a little loud. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring it down a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, coming to you from Big Mike Steakhouse, Bill Jason Caldwell here at the outset. Yeah, it's uh, it's sounding. There we go. Is that a little better? Yeah. There. All right. Yeah, I'm a little louder. I'm a little louder than uh, than uh, Jacob, who was on this mic a little earlier. So, so that should uh, that should help a little bit. Yeah. So welcome in to the uh, Wednesday edition of The Drive. We're at Big Mike Steakhouse, where we are every time there is a home Wednesday Auburn basketball game. And, of course, a big, big ball game for Auburn tonight as they take on Georgia. We'll talk about that, uh, how important this ball game is. Jason Caldwell from uh, AUTigers.com alongside here for the first uh, three segments or so. Jason, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, doing good. Busy, busy day in a different way than normal for you know National Signing Day. Uh, normally, it's a a busy day with a bunch of signings. Uh, not in that regard, but it's been busy in recruiting. Oh yeah, yeah. This day from football, basketball, um, and so um, you know, fun time. A lot to talk about for sure. Yeah, Auburn has uh, Auburn has picked up multiple commitments today. Uh, they, uh, I guess, is it official now? Yeah, Jim, I got okay. Signed. I mean, we not that there's really been suspense. It's just all right. When is it official that uh, Jeremiah Cobb is the um, what appears to be the final addition as far as signees among high school and junior college players? I guess there could be somebody else. You've got a you've got a month and a half really that players can sign, but he's the one that Auburn fans have been, you know, waiting for because he'd been committed to Auburn for a long time, the outstanding running back out of Catholic over in Montgomery. Uh, he signed, but big news earlier in the day, you were over in Opelika when Auburn picked up, I mean, a literally and figuratively big commitment for the future. Actually, actually wasn't in Opelika. We got him the other day. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so okay. We, we, had, we had that one prepared. Um, Malik Autry is a guy that, um, you talk about upside. I talked to Eric Speakman, the Opelika head coach, and obviously people that are familiar with Eric knows it. He's like a guy that speaks in a lot of hyperbole. But when you think about upside, six six two eighty, and and people go a lot of times they'll go, ah, I don't know about that size. Well, just just watch the video. Yeah, I saw him standing next to you, and he's dwarfing and Jason. And I was like, I'm 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 normally don't feel small, and I didn't feel small doing the interview. But when we got done, and I watched it, I went. I kind of feel a little bit small next and, year. And he's, and he's, he's not uh, 16. Right. He's not, 16 not even 16 years old yet. So that, that started the day. We had that one prepared. Myself and, and Christian Clemente went over Monday, talked to Malik, and, okay. and, and, and kind of had that one ready to go. Yeah, so that was first thing this morning. And, and then then after lunch uh, came, came two commitments, one in football, one for basketball, uh, for, for next year. Yes. Um, yeah, Dave Lewis is a guy that... Uh, Big time speed. When you think about a guy that can really run, um, 
Jaden Lewis is a guy that ran 10-8 in, in the 100. He, I went back and looked, and he had a speed this year of 20.69 miles an hour on the football wow. field. And they, they'll wear these, these you know, A's that do all uh-huh. the same thing. Well, yesterday at the Senior Bowl, the fastest time was 20.8 from anybody at the Senior Bowl. So, wow. Now, that, that, that's pretty impressive. That, that, there's some guys there that, uh, that, that people know can run. That makes you realize how fast this guy is. And he's not small now. He's going to get bigger. Reminds me a little bit of a kind of like, guy like Walter McFadden when you think about him. Yeah. You know, Walt was, wasn't the, the big physical guy, but. Well, he's probably a little bigger than Walt. Yeah. Walt was only about 150, yeah, 155. Yeah, he's probably 175, so I think Walt uh-huh. probably was a sophomore. Right. But, but the same thing, that frame, that length, a guy that can run, cover, and he's not afraid to come and hit you. He, he returns kicks. He does a lot of different things at Aniston. So that was you know, kind of the kickoff to the 2 o'clock hour. And then uh, to Hyde Pettiford, uh, number three point guard in the country, um, big-time prospect, five-star guard. Um, committed to Auburn basketball, and so you start, you know, looking at that was well, that class, and you think about you know kind of moving forward, and we talk about some potential for you know another one in that class here in a little bit, but that kind of got it going. That obviously then Jeremiah Cobb, um, you know, his addition um, from from you know Catholic is a guy that um, I've been watching. I think the first game of his tenth grade year. So the first game of his tenth grade year, I saw him play. He was about 175 pounds uh-huh. then, but I, I said, look, this guy runs really hard. He's physical. He's going to be a good guy, and he continued to, to develop. He continued to get bigger and stronger. He's a guy that's 195-200 now. Um, great hands. I think he's going to be a weapon in the passing game right away. He's a guy that's going to, to give you some – now, when you think about how Georgia used their running backs the last few years, I think about – you know, catching the ball out of the backfield and extension of the run game, the things they did. I think that's what I think that's what you think about Jeremiah Cobb can do and and so that that was not the only news out of Montgomery Catholic, however. Gabe Russo is an under armor all American kicker. He accepted a preferred walk on to Auburn uh, today instead of taking scholarship offers. He had a couple of scholarship offers and not just you know, small schools. He had some That's good Auburn's gonna need Auburn's gonna need a punter. He had power five Scholarship offers. He's a guy that can now come in and focus on punting, um, work behind Oscar Chapman, and, and you know potentially if he's gone after this next year, then you'd have a guy that's ready mm-hmm. to slide in there and, and develop and do those things. So, um, really good day. Yeah, no kidding. In, uh, in lots of ways. For, for a day that wasn't expected to, uh, you know, make many waves at all because most of the players had already signed. Uh, big news for Auburn today. All right, we're just underway, understanding we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. So um, we will get to our first break of the afternoon. Stick with us. We're just underway here on the Wednesday Drive from Big Mike Steakhouse. Yeah. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Hopefully we've gotten uh, some of the sound situation um, remedied a little bit. I had multiple. It's nice to know folks are listening. Hey, they're, they're out there. Cool. I mean, I had I had like a half dozen different texts from people uh, giving me their description of what it sounded like there. So uh, hopefully we've got it straightened out. 
hopefully you could understand most of it. I mean, I, I think people could. It just uh, the, the sound quality wasn't great. But a big day for Auburn today uh, with the signing, official signing of Jeremiah Cobb, adding him to the 23 uh, signing class, picking up a commitment for this year, for next year, and for 2025 in football. Uh, in the preferred walk-on punter, uh, the uh, defensive back from Aniston, and the defensive lineman from Opelika, and then a point guard from New Jersey. And, Jason, I mean, it, it uh, sure feels like before the week's over, Auburn may well add another outstanding combo guard, point guard, combo guard, uh, as LeBaron Phelan is is uh, scheduled to make his announcement now Friday. Yeah, Friday. Um, we were in Mobile yesterday. Saw him um, play basketball late last night. Uh, they lost in overtime uh, at Blunt in front of, to say a packed house would be an understatement. Oh, I um, bet. It was unbelievable. It was it was a basketball game atmosphere from 20 years ago, uh, 30 years ago when you think about it. We got there at 6.45, the game was at 7.30, and it was already full, and there was 500 people outside. Wow. And I take, oh, that's great. Fortunately, I texted the principal and said, hey, we're coming. We got <laughs> You're in. right. We got in, got up against the wall, um, and we're able to watch it. But, yeah, LeBaron Fallon is a guy that reminds me a little bit of J.D. Davidson a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. He went to Alabama, went to the NBA um, after one year, and is now in the NBA. He mm-hmm. played in G League for a little bit. He's now in the NBA. A guy that extremely athletic, um, six three, maybe six four, but he's so he's a bigger guard, long, and get up, blocked a couple shots last night. A guy that can handle it, uh, can get to the rim and score, you know, gets to the free throw line a ton. Um, but you know, I think a guy that continues to develop, you know, outside shot shooting, some of those things, but he can shoot it. There's no question about that. The problem he has right now is, you know, whereas J D. Davidson played. 2A ball and, and played 2A and 3A schools at, at Calhoun and, and did a great job. Baron, you know, Fallon is, is in 7A basketball, played 6A blunt last right. night, and they're running three guys at him in 6A and 7A ball. Well, that's a different situation altogether. Um, I talked to BenThomasMail.com, and he said the last time out he saw him score 30 in a row. He scored 30 points in a row. He's averaging 38. Yeah, he had 24 last night, fouled out, and got called for four offensive fouls in one basketball game. And it just was – it was – to say it was a, a questionable <laughs> you know, a, a night of officiating would be an understatement. But, um, yeah, he's going to announce Friday down to six schools. Um, Auburn is in a pretty good position, it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. And if you add him to this class, um, all of a sudden you start talking about Auburn having, once again, another probably top three or four class in the country when you start thinking about um, what it's going to line up for in that, that 2024. Well, cause Auburn, because Auburn would then have two guards and a, a, a big man. giant center. Giant center, yes, is an understatement. So you look at Peyton Marshall and then obviously adding today. I mean, that, that would be – and you start thinking about future. You think about, you know, LeBaron can give you that wing score. Mm-hmm. And you find a, a wing shooter, a 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six kind of, I mean, that to me that seems like the missing piece – Robin basketball right now. And he doesn't have to be that big, but if you could find somebody like that, oh, that would yeah. be ideal. Oh, no kidding. Because you're going to have the, you know, the, 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 the quick. You're going to have the ball handlers and the quickness. Uh, and you got hot to hide right now Maybe a better shooter yeah. than yeah. Doesn't matter. You have Aiden Holloway coming in right this year, this coming year, who's going to be a, a, a true point guard kind of guy. So you have those pieces. you got Trey Donaldson. To me, the next step is can you find that classic wing shooter 
that goes along with these pieces, if you do that, then then you got the makings of a really, really good um, group to come together for, for Bruce Pearl and Company. Well, that, that's obviously uh, something that, that Auburn Wright has the missing piece for Auburn Wright now, and, and you would, you would uh, think that that would be at the top of the priority list uh, in the transfer portal. I think that's what it's going to be. I think you look at this year, and you know the you know the question is going to be what's what does the roster look like after this year? You know, because you you could add from the transfer portal, but what do you what do you what do you lose in the portal after right. a year like this? That's going to be the question mark for this team. But you know, the, all those questions will be answered you know here soon enough. But a lot of basketball to be played before then. And, um, and this know, one tonight is is very very important. Auburn Auburn's got to try to build on the second half. Of the other of the other day of the uh, uh, of the West Virginia yeah, loss, yeah. When they played through their two big guys, that that's the key to this basketball team. And and it almost feels like right now, if if Janai Broom or Jalen Williams don't touch the ball on a possession, it feels like a lost possession. Mm-hmm. Um, because this thing about not only the scoring point, but those guys have tied or led the team in assists each of the last two games. Right. Yeah. It was. They've uh, been the facilitators. Six or seven for each of them yeah, the last couple been of the facilitators for this team. In addition to scoring, and so that that this team is going to play more half court basketball than, than most. We talked about it all year. We talked mm-hmm. about it before the season. And at times they do that. At times they get caught up in in trying to play too much, you know, guard oriented. And when they did that in the second half, they made five out of eight threes, and that's including a couple of misses down the stretch. Right. They got better shots. Shot selection is is really important. You have much more open shots. Absolutely. No, no question. So I think it starts there. Um, but you mentioned the importance of this game. This one and Saturday, they're all important right now. But they are, they are completely different feelings. Oh, yeah. Saturday's one, if you win, it's a big game. Oh, oh you're so right. If you lose, you go, okay. You're, expect, you're, you're going to the number two team in the country Correct. Saturday. Tonight is one where if you win, you go, okay. If you lose, it's a big game. Oh, because you are, you are considerable favorites. And it's a, it's a team that Craig, this, you feel like you should have beaten the first time, but so you didn't play well. Tonight is a take-care-of-business game. Yeah. And you take care of business because if you win it, it doesn't impact you much at all other than just a win. But, yeah, tonight is one you can't lose. Saturday's one if you win, it's big. You'd really like to come out, though, and and, and play well from the outset. You, you know, I, I don't think you'd like to have another one of those. 45 and a half. And you're having to battle back. Yeah, 45 points in the first half, the last two games. Yep. You, that is not a Bruce Pearl defense. That is not what you see from anybody that you think about being a tournament team. No, you're right. You don't. You can't give up 45 points and a half. And and that's what they've done the last two times out. One of those at home, one on the road. And if, can you get off to a better start? And the, the the maybe the most troubling part of that is is that you know first halves are when you're away from your bench. Well, this is a mm-hmm. veteran basketball team. Oh yeah, there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of basketball. And they play much better in front of their own bench. Now that most teams will, sure, but but they've got to find a way to do some things on their own, away from the bench, and and where you know the coaches don't have to yell out plays. They've got to be able to run some of those things and do it themselves. And um, you're right, the first the first eight ten minutes of tonight's game will be the most important minutes of this basketball game, in my opinion. I think they may they may be about as important as as you're going to see because you get off to a sluggish start or or lose this ball game, then you go to Knoxville. I mean, the Knoxville, Texas A&M. Then you Alabama. got a, at A&M before Alabama comes yeah, yeah, in. Exactly. I mean, you you know you're looking at a very 
real possibility of you know a long losing streak, especially because it's a it's such a confidence sport. It's yes, so, especially shooting is such a confidence thing. And right now, this team doesn't have a ton of those guys that have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So you you're right. You look at it and, and start to think, you know, what does this team have to do? You're right. The, the the first half of this game, getting off to a good start is important. And the flip side is is that Georgia's guards have been the the best players for them. That's the, the teams that have given this this team problems. Oh, yeah. Scoring guards, scoring guys that can shoot it. Mm-hmm. They did it the, the first time in Athens. Well, they were the first team to sort of show Correct. that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, attacking with the guards. Right. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six o'clock tip tonight. We're at Big Mike Steakhouse. Love for you to uh, come by and join us uh, before you head over to the ballgame. If you're fortunate enough to have tickets, the special tonight here at uh, Big Mike's is the uh, Creamy Cajun Shrimp Pasta. Man, that sounds delicious. Great food here at Big Mike Steakhouse. Again, we're here for Wednesday home basketball games. Love for you to stop in and join us. It's Bill and Jason for a while. Carter will fill in. Dan, of course, on the road with the uh, Troy women's basketball team. I, I, I I'm sure that was a fun bus ride to Lafayette yesterday. They were going to fly into Dallas, but the weather in Dallas had them uh, have to reschedule, rethink, and so they bust. And uh, that is a long, long bus ride. That's a long bus ride. It's an extremely long bus ride for an extremely long person like Dan. That's right. That makes it really hard (laughs) when you have long legs and and, and long everything. He's he's a big guy, and that, that I know... That's that's uh, that's tough. Oh yeah. Um, Want to remind you, let you know that hour number one of the drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They're also the sponsor of our hotline, and we'd love for you to join in. Your thoughts, questions, comments, anything you want to talk about. Uh, while Jason is here for the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so, uh, 334-321-1390 is the Kia of Auburn hotline. You can text us because Drew is handling that back at the studio. And the uh, drive text box brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. That number is 334-564-1840. So uh, anything on your mind, let's see, um, uh, Football-wise, the Senior Bowl going on. Hugh Freeze down in Mobile uh, yesterday. Spent a little bit of time with with some of the media down there as as he was down there watching Auburn's two representatives, Derek Hall and Echo Leota. Yeah, um, had a chance to catch up with him yesterday, and it's the second time in the last week that we've had a chance to catch up with Hugh Freeze. And so, um, you know, I I thought it was was fun to watch him kind of interact because I haven't seen him in that situation before because they've been on the road recruiting, but... You know, watched him talking to coaches, and he spent a lot of time with, with Tom Allen from Indiana and Eli Drinkwitz. Um, you know, those guys talking and doing things. But you know, seeing former players down there, some guys that you know um, that are now scouts. Some of those guys mm-hmm. that played for him at Ole Miss. So there was some 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 um, some catching up to do. But um, you know, they came from Georgia, where they were at the coaching clinic in Georgia. So oh yeah, they did the Alabama coaching clinic. Last right, week. I knew they were there. They did Georgia coaching clinic yesterday, and, and so. Hugh Freeze and, and Zach Etheridge made their way to, to Mobile. Saw the, you saw those guys for a little bit. Uh, had a chance to see them, and so it was, it was a little bit of a homecoming. Rodney Garner was there, so Rodney got to go see Derek Hall and see him. Um, Auburn former Auburn strength coach Ryan Russell came with Eli Drinkwitz. He's at Missouri. Oh, that's right. He got to come see those guys, and so it was, uh, it was good to to see some familiar faces. But yeah, Hugh Freeze was great talking again about you know, spring practice and and. 
um, how ramped up it is for them to kind of get prepared for spring and lots on the quarterbacks and, and you know he continues to talk about that position because he gets asked about it. He's not continuing to bring oh sure it up. no it's not like uh, yeah. I mean that's the thing that everybody wants to ask right. about yeah and but you know thinking about you know you know the question mark of you know is the quarterback on campus I, that's what they're waiting to find well, out well I mean he's he's sort of leaving it up to the guys to prove right. it that's it. You know, you, you got a chance here, and and he's got a plan. He still he still wants to add to that room. Thought it was interesting that he he talked about adding another offensive lineman. Yeah, I think uh, they could find the right guy after the spring to you know potentially add to to this roster. That they they would do some of those things, and um, because I still think there's a need for experience. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about you know this offensive line. You got some guys back, but you, know, you added you added some newcomers. You had a junior college transfer. And you added three transfers on the offensive line. Can you, you got Jeremiah Wright coming back. You got some potential, uh, but, but there's still a spot potentially for another veteran. Depending on how spring looks. And so I, I think if they come out and they go, man, we're, we're in pretty good shape. These guys stepped up and are good. They might not do that, but I think it's going to be like quarterback. And they're going to go, okay, here's your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Come out and prove me wrong. And uh, they're going to have that chance. And, and I like the fact that uh, they're getting started as early as they are and, uh, he's doing it the way we've seen it done a few times. They're going to practice for a week, then take spring break before they come back and resume. And ending on April 8th should give them plenty of time to know the situation with their roster and uh, and, and be ready for anybody who's going to enter the portal starting May 1st. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that was his decision uh, to have the spring game on April 8th, however. Oh, yeah? Uh, no, I think, that was, I think that kind of forced them to do it this way. I think they, they wanted a little more time. Because they don't really have a couple of weeks now to, to implement. True, they, they got to put everything in. Correct, and so he's like, we we're not going to get everything in. He said, there's no chance. They don't have enough time. So it's going to be little pieces of things they're able to get in and continue to build um, as they get ready for, this, for, for the A-Day game. But, but by, by starting when they are, they'll have a little more time for players to try to absorb it. Because I was looking, and they still could have they started after spring break and gone four straight weeks. Yeah. And and that would have, you know, given them time to get the the twenty days, the fifteen practices in. You don't give yourself many options on weather, though. That's yeah. Thing. Well, this way, by moving a week earlier, you also get a chance to try to put some things in, see how they retain it after spring break when they come. Yeah, that's, back. That's, that's the question always: is, is how, how much do you, do you have to teach it all over again coming back after spring? That's why you probably put a little bit in, uh-huh. um, just to kind of get them prepared, and then and then get rolling after that break and. Uh, you know, have those weeks to get prepared for the for the A-Day game. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow, um, because I mean I haven't been able to to be on the road here yeah. with with uh, where where Coach Freeze is, but we're going to get a chance to uh, to spend some time with all the coaches tomorrow. That that's that's something I've been looking forward to getting to getting to to, to spend a little time and hear some of these guys. It's going to be a lot of fun because we've gotten to know them and I've gotten to know these guys a pretty good bit over the course of the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just in brief conversation here or there and seeing them and kind of getting to know them a little bit. When you get to sit down with a guy for 10 or 15 minutes and, and learn background, influences, what they look for in a player, what yeah, they look for in a, all, all kinds of things. All those things that you don't get. It, it's it's one of my favorite days of the year. And especially when you have new guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. And there's a lot of them in this There one. really are. This That makes tomorrow... Great. So we're looking forward to getting you know some video out there, writing stories, doing those things. I think people, this is probably an important video day. I think where where people want to see absolutely these guys and and uh, I heard of this guy I, or right. you know. And there, there's a few guys that I think I, I think people are going to absolutely love 
know, Jeremy Garrett, uh, our new defensive line coach. I think that people are going to love him and his energy and those things. But but all these guys are really good. Um, so looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of the how they handled, you know, the scrum. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a scrum. Um, there'll be a lot a lot of folks over there. Um, you kind of getting the sit down with these coaches, but it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Jason Caldwell from AUTigers.com here with me for another segment or so. Love for you to join in. Uh, stop by if you can here at Big Mike Steakhouse, or you can give us a call, the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive. and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Wednesday Drive. Bill, Jason Caldwell, we're here at Big Mike Steakhouse uh, here on uh, University. Well, this is... This is uh, Sure. This is Suge. Yep. Yeah. Right here off the intersection of Wire Road and Suge Jordan. So uh, stop by if you're uh, if you're on the way in to the ball game. If you're not, you can watch the ball game here if you don't have tickets. Auburn and Georgia, 6 o'clock tip tonight from Neville Arena. Jason uh, wanted to get uh, a, a quick update. Baseball practice has gotten started. And uh, I know we've got uh, quite a few folks that are, that are excited about the upcoming baseball season. Yeah, and, and um, it's really interesting to see a program that has done as much as Auburn's done to have a really highly thought of recruiting class to have as little to get as little to get back absolutely as slammed yeah. as much. I mean, like it's, it's crazy. Like so, D one baseball had their SEC projections and they picked seventh in the West again. Or seventh in the West last year. Made well, you know what? Series. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're continually picked seventh in the West and make the College World Series, then you've had a pretty good year. Correct. And so, uh, and that's what and, all the and, 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 right. and, and if you're picked seventh in the West because you didn't bring any good players, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, this one I don't really understand. Now, it's a, it is absolutely loaded in this division. There's no question about it. Um, Mississippi State's picked sixth. So if that gives you any indication, okay. So, Alabama's fifth, and, and Alabama hadn't made, you know, hadn't done anything wrong, but they they got a, a a legit number one starter. They got a couple of transfers in, and so they'll, they'll be better. Um, but you look at this league, LSU is is going to be, I think, as close to a unanimous number one team as we've seen in a long time in college baseball, mm-hmm. uh, which means they will not win the national championship probably. But they brought in transfers all over the country. But this Auburn team, it's it's still going to be. What happens with the pitching development? Right. 
Um, Joseph Gonzalez had a little bit of that blister issue thing again, too, and just some soreness. They're like, hey, we don't need you to be ready right now. We need you to be ready in a couple of weeks. So they've just kind of taken it easy. With yeah, you him. know what you have in him. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's, it's, just, just, it's probably yeah. better to get these other guys some really meaningful innings. And mm-hmm. so you know, Chase Austin was going to throw the bullpen today, but he's a guy they're looking at. It. Is, can, he, can he be one of those starting guys? Um, I, I tell you who was really good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A couple of guys really good. Jacob Jacob Bowman, the junior college lefty, was was good the other day. I saw him, um, and so I, I think there's been some some guys there. But this team has has options. They've got guys that can can throw from different angles. Trevor Horn is a is a redshirt freshman that I think people will will get a chance to see and, and see him do some things. But um, you know, there, there's lots of again I, I come back to the word lots of options. But I mean, you start running down the list of, of potential pitchers for this team, and you know, everywhere you look, Drew Nelson is a true freshman from from Pikeville down in Troy that just knows how to pitch. He's a lefty that has you know, change up, breaking ball, those kind of things that can do it. Trevor Horn, I mentioned, he's a Glenwood Academy, but but from Phoenix City, but he's a six three right hander that redshirted that's now ninety three, ninety four, hmm. and these are guys that that kind of come out of nowhere a little bit, and so um, Hayden Murphy was was. He probably had the best inning I saw recently, uh, the true freshman from over in, in, in Georgia. He's from, from that Tift Academy over there, uh, right outside of Albany. And he's 6'3", 185, right-hander. But he's the best, probably the best athlete of all the pitchers they have. And he was 94, 95 in his first wow first live action yeah, a freshman. of the spring. And so they, they've got uh, get some guys that can throw it. And can, how quickly those guys develop. Finding their Consistency, roles. all those things are, are going to be important, but... Um, strong catching position. Nicole Foster is short. You got Casey Howell, Bobby Pierce, Justin Kirby transferred in the outfield. Um, there's a lot of power potential. For yeah, but you're talking about this being the strongest team that he's had. Yes, I don't think there's any question. Yeah, so that's. I mean, it's it's exciting. I mean, it's uh, two weeks from Friday. The opener is it Indiana? Indiana. Yeah, yeah, Indiana opener, and then they go to USC, not Southern California. I mean, not not uh, no. South Carolina, but, right. but Southern California. So they'll go to LA in week two. Hey, that's 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 not a that's not, that wasn't a terrible thing to uh, to to let recruits know. No, no. And so uh, you know, it's going to be a, you know, this is a a a a difficult preseason schedule for this team. When you when you start mixing Georgia Tech back in there, playing Jacksonville State and and you know, UAB and and you know, Troy, the teams like that, that that's a difficult schedule when you start piecing those together. Lipscomb in a series, Lipscomb's not a pushover. Yeah, no, they're always good. Uh, and so there, there's some things that. I think present challenges for this team, and it's going to force those young pitchers to step up because you talk about the midweeks, and you go, and the midweeks right out of the gate, you go, okay, those are some challenges for teams mm-hmm. to go out there and, and compete and do those things. And that's, it's going to be good for them down the stretch. Might cost them some games early, sure, but but I think it's going to develop them for later. Well, I mean, you need to be getting ready for conference play, and when you're getting when you're when you're playing in this league, playing the ten those ten weekend series, you're not going to play any tougher competition than that. Uh, you know, it, when you hopefully do make it to the postseason. Absolutely. And, and we, we've seen it. We've seen it for these teams, um, especially for this Auburn team. They're, they're, they're developed for series and, and for postseason play, and it's, and it's paid off for them when you look at it and, and how they've prepared. When they get in the postseason, you know, you know year two, they, they make that NCAA tournament and are one pitch away from hosting a Super Regional and potentially going to the College World Series. Mm-hmm. In year three, that second year they make the tournament, they're you know in the extra innings and, and games on a Super Regional with a chance to go to Omaha. And they've been twice since then, and 
you know, 21 gets derailed by, by the injuries and, and stuff that happened to the three of their starting pitchers. But they, they put themselves in a position in just every postseason to make a run. And um, that's the goal, obviously. You want to host. They hosted that regional last year. And I think for them, it gave them a taste of, and that's, we want more of that. Oh, yeah. The goal now is to host a regional, host a super regional. And to do that, you got to go out and compete, you know, in, in the, the upper echelon of, of the best baseball conference. Yeah, you're not going to be seventh in the year. You're not going to be seventh in the division. No, you might make the NCAA tournament, but you're not going to be hosting a Super Regional. Yep. Uh, Jason with us for a few more minutes here on the Wednesday Drive, coming to you from Big Mike's as they've already brought some of the uh, goodies out. Let's see. I see the... uh, um, I see the cheese wedges. I see some of the tiger shrimp. I see shrimp. some tiger shrimp. Oh, yes. yes. What else we got? Oh, oh, some snapper. Ah, that's that's nice. Hey, if you if you stop by, and we haven't gotten to a commercial break and finished it all, you can you can sample some as well. But uh, uh, we'd we'd love for you to come out and join us here. Yeah, this is this is the place to be. I mean, you're you know hot. Skipping a job oh, yeah. from, from Neville Arena can well, get well, there in time to, to get the tip off and, and get a great meal beforehand. Yeah, now I'll be a little late, obviously, since uh, since the game tips at six and I'm on the air till six o'clock. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be heading over to the arena. Love for you to stop by if you can. Give us a call three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Jason at Bennett's. Uh, I almost forgot about this. I mean, just a few days ago, a a monster junior day yeah uh on on campus just talk a little bit about that it it you know people you know here's the thing about it it's not anything outrageous as you know compared to what we've seen in the past but it's outrageous from what we've seen in the past two years oh yeah yeah, so it makes it feel like it's so much different it's not it's you know, it's not anything new, but, but I mean, it, wasn't it a wasn't it a lot more than uh, uh, we yeah, thought yeah, just yeah. a week ago? Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they they kept adding guys, and and there were there were lots of guys there that aren't going to be Auburn prospects. Um, you know, a lot of guys. Yeah, but they may them. have friends that one day could be. That's the key. So that's what happens. So they instead of instead of turning down someone right out of the gate, you can come watch Jordan eat. Yes, yeah, so that's that is the, that's, that's entertaining as heck. Um, but yeah, so in, especially for right out of the gate, junior day number one for Hugh Freeze and this staff, basically said, anybody wants to come, we're going to make them feel like this, this is their day. So they took photos of every kid that came through, 200. Photos of every one of those kids. They had their jer- the jersey, oh, all wow. the things that everybody gets to do. Wow, I didn't realize They did that. it with every one of those guys. And, and, and it was because and that is, of that. That is the right way to it do that. It was because of that very thing that you just mentioned. And, because you never know, you never know if what you know whose little brother is going to be that guy. I mean, heck, one of those guys showed up. KJ Britt's, I, I won't say little brother, his younger brother, Keenan Britt. You know, has an Auburn offer. He's a 2026, 20, and he's six two and a half, six three, two hundred twenty five pounds as a wow. freshman in high school. And it's a guy that I remember, you know, leaving airports, and he's he's there sleeping, you know, in an airport, and I see his mom and dad, and uh-huh. we get ready for. Because they were going to games, and he went with them every time. And so this guy's flown their way games and done all this stuff. That it was, it was exactly what they needed to kind of. Con- I won't say continue, but it it is a continuous. It's a continuation of what they did in the recruiting trail by showing, you know, guys in the state of Alabama, in Georgia, Mississippi, that look, you're going to be welcome at Auburn. We're going to recruit you at Auburn. We're going to make you a priority at Auburn, 
and they showed that on the junior day. And it, hey, look, it just paid off. They got, it's got a 24 commitment and a 25 commitment that we spoke to, and he said, look, I was going to come to a couple games last year and, and, and never got the invitation. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, and, and this guy, in a short time, and, and he said, look, I've still got two years left, but I know that's where I want to go. And that quick, it happened. And it can happen that quick at Auburn. We've seen it, and, and for years we've talked about it. Auburn's a place that, that will recruit itself, but you have to go out and, get, and, and show the guys that you want them. Well, I mean, it's obvious early on. I mean, Hugh Freeze is a people person. He is a an engager, a communicator. I mean, and and he enjoys it. I mean, because you can tell some, you know, uh, you know, for for a while, it's almost been like I'll uh, have to do something, and so, so we'll go out. Yeah, that's instead of want to. Right. Yeah, he wants to do it, and he understands. It's how you have. In turn, it's how you have to do it. You, you, you oh, need to want to do it in this league. You need to want to do it. Because it's a must. There's no other way around it. We just saw it. We just saw the the living proof of you can't just roll guys out there and go. We're going to out coach and win. Mm-hmm. It can't happen. It doesn't happen in this league. You can. It can happen elsewhere, and that's why guys can win doing it different ways. But you can't win doing it different ways in this league. Now, it doesn't guarantee success to have players. You still got to go coach them up. No, so, it doesn't. But, but it, it guarantees you won't have success. You won't have it. It, it. it should guarantee you've got a chance. It's success right. because if you don't have talent, uh, the, the the greatest coach is is you know the, the floor is going to lose a lot of games. The floor is the ceiling. Yeah, that's, and right. that's what happens. And 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 so yes, so you got you got to get guys, you got to get players. They've started doing that, and and um, I think they're going to continue to do it because I think they're they're making a priority. We talked about these coaching clinics. They they went in mass to Montgomery last week, in mass to Georgia this week. That makes a huge difference because these high school coaches go. Hey, I know that guy. Right. I got, we got a relationship. And he'll go, hey, Josh Aldridge, I saw a linebacker we played against last week. You might want to look at this guy. That's how it works. That, yeah, if you're not out there, you're not going to get that. Grassroots recruiting is still a huge part of this thing because that's how you see a sophomore. That's how you learn about a guy and go, Let's, we might need to invite that guy for a football game. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And, and if you don't have those contacts, you lose out on those. Great stuff, as always, Jason. I know you're about to uh, – uh, have some uh, uh, have have, a little, have dinner here with the family here before you head out. So uh, really appreciate you stopping in. Uh, again, so many different things going on, and, and you guys have it all covered. Great staff that, that y'all have. Man, it, it, it's loaded up. Um, yeah, so again, tons of recruiting information there, both football and basketball, mm-hmm. that you can check out at, at Auburn Undercover at utigers.com. You can check it out, obviously, basketball tonight. Football, again, you mentioned it, tomorrow will be wall-to-wall Coaches talking um, recruiting, talking about roster management, what you know, everything in between their histories and stuff. Uh, have all that as well in the next few days, and then you know, you know, Phylon on on Friday. We'll see what that happens with him, and we'll have full coverage of that as well. Heading into hey, just another weekend nowadays as we get closer to baseball as well. That's right, great stuff. Thanks, Jason. Man, have a great rest of the week. Thank you. All right, we'll get to our final break here of hour number one. Carter's going to slide in here in a little bit. I'm going to slide over to the uh, to the goodies that they brought out. Come on by and join us or give us a call here as we come to you from Big Mike Steakhouse. Let's get back to the drive. 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Ah, I just got that last swallow down. It was like, <laughs> had, I mean, had to finish uh, delicious appetizer. There's, uh, we're here at Big Mike Steakhouse. You know, it's, that, that's a very important thing. Learn how quickly, you know, know how long your breaks are <laughs> and figure, try, try to figure as accurately as possible how much you can consume during that break. You know, professionally, you don't want to sound like <laughs> you're eating when you come back on the air. I, can, I think that's fair. You know, I think that's, that's I, what I hear. I hear some shows where... You know, I guess, you know, if you're doing a show during the middle of lunch and they're bringing you food, it's very difficult. But that's where it comes in very handy to have a co-host who can take it for a little bit while you, while you each get a chance to, to consume the goodies. They are delicious. Again, the, uh, um, the, the different goodies that we have here from, uh, from Big Mike Steakhouse. I mentioned the, the creamy Cajun shrimp pasta. Also, redfish with mango salsa. We have some of that out here, as well as the tiger shrimp and the uh, the uh, the what do they call the cheese wedges? They're, they're they're cheese wedges. They're they're delicious. They are absolutely delicious. Love for you to stop by if you can. If you can't, give us a call three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's Bill Carter now sliding in as uh, Jason uh, going to go eat with family here at Big Mike's mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Dan, of course, on the road. A all right, we talked pretty much strictly Auburn. What's the biggest news of the day, though? Biggest news of the day is Tom Brady. Absolutely. Stepping away from the NFL for again. a second time. On the, anniversary, on the anniversary of his retirement, retiring again. I didn't, I didn't realize Do you realize that? that? Exactly no. a year ago, he announced his retirement. I am so fascinated by this because I thought, I really did think that uh, after this year, there was still some drive to want to come back and play and not kind of go out the way that this season did because the offense was just so dysfunctional for the Bucks. Right. Uh, they had three offensive linemen get hurt in fall camp, and so they couldn't run the ball anymore. You, if you look at his stats, his uh, I think he was 31st or 32nd in the NFL among quarterbacks and yards per pass attempt because he was having to get the ball out of his hands so fast because he was under so much pressure. I thought you would see him move to a different team and come back in, in 2023? I, I was wondering about that, but then after this past weekend, I thought I surely wouldn't be surprised if he wound up with the Niners. I said that as well, especially when you when you got the news that also came out today that Brock Purdy does have a torn UCL. Yeah, He's going to miss a calendar year right. and not just the six- to nine-month recovery that was initially stated that it could be. Um, I do find it interesting. It's it's fascinating how the recovery timetable for a t- torn UCL is so different from football to baseball. It can be. Like, it can be six to nine months in football for a quarterback, I guess, but it's right. more likely probably a year. Baseball for a pitcher, I mean, it's 18 months. Well, it's because you're coming you're coming straight overhand, and you put there's so much more torque yeah. in throwing a baseball than there is a football. Yeah, and so I just – and you know that Trey Lance has had – when he broke his ankle, he had surgery. He has had complications with that ankle and has had to 
uh, have a second surgery. So it wouldn't have shocked me to see him no. go to the Niners. It wouldn't have shocked me uh, to see him potentially end up with the uh, Dolphins. With the, I mean, because think about it. Had that, that rumored plan that was Sean Payton and Tom Brady buying into the, the Dolphins and coming in as head coach and quarterback, we legitimately might be talking about if Tom Brady was with the Dolphins, the Dolphins being in the Super Bowl with the weapons they have, with the speedy receivers like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and, and with how good of a coach we know Sean Payton is. And then when you look at the fact that the Dolphins made the postseason and were starting at the end of the year, Skylar Thompson, the rookie, what, seventh-round quarterback out of Kansas State who wasn't a tremendous passing quarterback in college, like, they had all sorts of, in, of injury issues. I was no, you're, you're wondering if they would want to move on from their situation as well. Well, and you have to, even though I mean, even even though it seems after the struggles that uh, Tom had this past year, that maybe he is 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 finally realizing that he is aging. Um, but but you still have to wonder if if he's going to stay retired. I mean, because he didn't last time, and there are a couple of opportunities. There are a couple of positions, openings out there where you think, well, if they can protect him, uh, yeah. he can help them win. I mean, off the top of my head, there's, I mean, I, I agree with you, and he he did say in the video that he posted this morning that this one is it's for good, yep. but we've seen that happen before with yeah. all sorts of guys in the past, but... This is right after the season. It's easier to do that. And when when there start to be mini camps, when there start, you know, as you get closer to the draft and things like that, there are going to be some pangs, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, there are teams, I mean, really, I guess there there might be five teams that, to me, have situations. I mean, and that's not even counting the Bucks, where he has been in the past three seasons. But I think of teams like the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Raiders, uh, the Jets. Yeah. I mean, maybe even the uh, Panthers with with the quarterback carousel that they've gone through. There are teams out there that kind of jump out as potential options, um, places that he could come in and start immediately. I mean, obviously, if he came back, I think he would still be the starting quarterback in Tampa. But it's going to be a different uh, NFL world without the guy who's played what twenty three years. Yeah, no kidding. And is, uh, I mean, I'm, he he has to be the most accomplished athlete ever. Is that fair to say? Probably football player. I mean, I'd have to think about it. Football player for, for, for sure. For athlete, I mean, I think of the guy that just passed away a couple of days ago. Gordy Howe played nearly thirty years. Allowing me to serve you. This is number one five zero three three. ESPN one zero six seven WGZZ HD three Waverly and W two nine four AR Auburn Opelika. I'm Kevin Winter. Where do you want to begin? With the records, the Super Bowl appearances, or the Super Bowl wins? Tom Brady played quarterback in the NFL for 23 seasons, and for 20 of those, you could probably say he did it at an exceptionally high level. You want to debate the other three? That's fine. Today, Tom Brady officially announced his retirement from the league again 
But this time he added, for good. Tom Brady, 23 years in the league, seven titles, five Super Bowl MVPs, three league MVPs, retiring at the age of 45 years old. Troubling news out of the NFL. Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. He is not permitted to travel or participate in practices or games while he's on this list. This includes leading up to the Super Bowl. All of this after he was indicted by a grand jury on one count of rape and one count of kidnapping stemming from an incident that took place in 2019. According to the Ohio Attorney General's website, it says Sills engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual and held a victim against her will. Both charges are first-degree felonies. Nets in the Celtic game one of an ESPN television doubleheader, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight in Boston. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hour number two of the day drive coming to you from Bit Mike Steakhouse here on Shug Jordan Parkway, uh, right near the intersection of uh, Shug and Wire Road. Tons of parking on either side. We're on the deck here at Big Mike's uh, getting you ready for Auburn basketball, Auburn, Georgia, a six o'clock tip over at Neville Arena. So you can stop in, grab an appetizer probably and head on over uh, to the to the uh, ball game. If you don't have tickets, though, come on in. It's a great place. It's always a great place to uh, to to stop by and uh, and and have some of the great food. They've got the half price apps and drinks right now going on every Wednesday and Thursday from four to six. Got a sample of a couple of those out here on the on the deck as we have the cheese wedges and the tiger shrimp. Also, one of the specials for the night. Uh, there are two specials, the creamy Cajun shrimp pasta and the redfish with mango salsa. And uh, the redfish out here on the deck, they brought some out for us to uh, to sample. So we really appreciate that. Stop in if you get a chance. If you can't today, just next time, you know, you're, you're looking for something just delicious. I mean, Big Mike's has been uh, ranked the top steak in the state of Alabama. And there's no question about that if you've ever tried uh, there's steaks here, but they have so many delicious items here at Big Mike Steakhouse. It's Bill and Carter here in hour number two. Carter, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. Glad to uh, help out again and fill in and be a part of the show. Always enjoy it. Dan on the road a lot here. I mean, he's the the voice of uh, Troy women's basketball. Their first half of the season, they were at home most of the time. They're on the road. A good bit more here as uh, they head into the second half. They're at Texas State and Louisiana Lafayette this weekend, so he is there. He'll be back on Monday. Carter doing a more than able job, uh, and I really appreciate it. And we, we were uh, talking at the end of the first hour about the big news story of the day, and that Tom Brady, uh, and it, no, it's not some kind of, uh, um, wait, wait, are, are you looking at the right date? Because on February 1st of 22, 
Brady announced he was retiring. Then, of course, he decided, nah, I'll give it another year, came back, and on the one-year anniversary of his announcement that he was retiring, he announced he's retiring for good today. Maybe that's the case. We'll just have to wait and see. But, uh, but you were bringing up, you brought up something, Carter, uh, as we were running out of time there in hour number one that I thought would be a fun topic for our listeners to see if, if they have anyone else who would even be in the same room um, may, maybe the same building with Tom yeah. Brady. You you said um, perhaps the most accomplished athlete of Ever. all time, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to argue with that when you look at the numbers over the years. I mean, uh, they're they're numbers that nobody's going to be able to approach. The the one of the things you mentioned being a member of the all decade team for multiple decades. Yes, that's. That's unheard of in just about any sport. So we'd love, we'd love your thoughts. Uh, you can give us a call on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. As we get underway here in hour number two, and hour number two of the drive is brought to you by the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Dot com. A lot going on today. Um, as we said, uh, the, 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 big, the big news nationally, the Tom Brady story, a day after some other big NFL news. Today, a lot of news here locally mm-hmm. with Auburn. It is, it is what used to be a huge day, National Signing it's Day. diminished now. The NCAA still refers to today as National Signing Day, when 90% of the players signed back in December mm-hmm. but uh, but but I guess it you know you you have to we'll have to get some official changes for that to happen Auburn did add a player officially today I I I think that this has been done for a long time I think yes. I think Jeremiah Cobb signed with Auburn a while back he signed back during the December signing period but uh, Catholic high school over in Montgomery well, first of all, they don't graduate uh, students midterm, mm-hmm. and they they also like to have a big signing ceremony for everyone at the school in multiple sports, and and uh, so Jeremiah Cobb wanted to be part of that at the school, and they had it after school as soon as school finished today, and and Auburn, I and I appreciate this too. Auburn didn't announce even even though they had his. Uh, grant and aid in hand. Auburn, uh, you know, went along with his wishes, did not announce anything until the ceremony today. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is something that I had heard that potentially, I mean, he could have been one of those guys that signed in the early signing period, but they kept Yeah, you don't have wraps. to announce exactly, it. Yeah, and, and you want to give the kid his moment right. and allow him to... to have the, and like he wanted to be a, be a part of the moment with his teammates, with his uh, friends, and have, be a part of that ceremony. And I don't blame him for that. And I mean, this has happened a few different times. I mean, if you remember, Auburn picked up uh, Tyler Scott and C.J. Johnson in early January, when technically, like, there was not right. a period to sign, right. but. but they, well, one was, yeah, one was announced at the uh, All-America game, and then another one was announced uh, it just was like announced. the next day or uh, so over the yeah. weekend. 
Yeah, but at the at the All American game, Tyler Scott he announced his commitment to Auburn, and, and Auburn signed. put the graphic out that he had signed. Yeah, it's because he signed in the early period. Like this happens more often than I think we we realize. Right. Just because I guess we're because it's not an official announcement right when the kid signs. People start wondering, oh, like what's what's wrong? Like why hasn't he signed? Like yeah. what's could there be? something in the works where he's going somewhere else. And this was one of those where I just never at any point was worried about that because I had heard he was just so locked in and there was never a moment where he faltered in his commitment. There was no buzz about him going No, you're right. I, if there had, yeah, if there'd been some, oh, George has come in or so-and-so, things like, but there wasn't. And that, yeah, I mean, that should have told everyone, but everyone, you know, hopefully now uh, they're, they're comfortable, they're at ease. Hey, this is what is so different than in the old days on signing day. You had to wait. The school had to wait until they received that letter. We were talking about a couple of these situations yesterday where players would announce that they were signing with such and such school and they would be sitting at a table looking like they were signing. But they, there were multiple instances of players signing grants with different with more than one school and then faxing to one or you know or to both schools and and having to sort out that mess so this is much better but in addition to uh, to Jeremiah Cobb it was a very uh, good day for Auburn picking up commitments and they got uh, commitments for for this year next year and the year after in yeah. football mm-hmm. and in football you look at Really, the day for for all sports kind of got kicked off with uh, the addition of Malik Autry, the the defensive lineman from Opelika, who I think is going to be somebody who continues to climb rankings. Just because it's 25, it's early. You're not going to see a bunch of players ranked. I mean, if you look uh, on T47, they've got like nine players in the right. state of Alabama ranked in the entire class. That's going to grow. Uh, enormous flair. I think hey. some, some places he's listed as a edge, but he's 6'5", 280 right now. Yeah, he's Jay, a Jason, Jason said he measured at 6'6", 285 wow. today. And he hasn't turned 16 yet. And he's starting for a 7A playoff team. Mm-hmm. That should give you an idea of the potential that there is the upside, as, as his coach Eric Speakman was talking about, the tremendous upside that there is for Malik Autry. And, uh, you know, I was asking Jason about being, he said, oh, they sort of like the situation with Jeremiah Cobb. Um, they recorded that back on Monday. So, I mean, they'd, ha- they'd had that wanted to release it. He wanted it to be released today since today is the day that there is focus nationally on signings and commitments. So, yeah, Malik Autry, I mentioned a commitment for this year. Gabe Russo uh, was an was the under was an under all American punter. Mm-hmm. He played in the uh, he punted in the under all America game, uh, the under armor uh, the all America game, and uh, he is going to be a preferred walk on at Auburn. Yeah, and I think that that's a big pickup. And you look at the history of Auburn, that the success that kickers and punters have had over the past, what, 15 years or so, uh, Auburn's had brought in a lot of 
very talented specialists, and they've done extremely well over the course of their careers. Uh, and he's a guy that Cole's Kicking Academy does their own rankings of kickers. Right. And according to Cole's, he is a five-star kicker. And according to Cole's, he's the number three kicker punter in the country. So that's a great addition, somebody who can sit behind uh, Oscar Chapman in that punting or in that specialist room and learn from a guy who, honestly, I believe has an NFL future in Oscar Chapman. Uh, I mean, oh, I especially, especially when you look no at when that. you look at Aaron Sipos and what he's been able to do uh-huh. from his time at Auburn getting to the NFL. I think Oscar Chapman's every bit as good as I Aaron Sipos. I, I think not he's better. better. I agree with you. And Aaron Sipos right now is the punter for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So that's a pretty cool feather in the cap that Auburn can say when they are out recruiting uh, kickers and punters around the country right now. And you've got Daniel Carlson, who right now over the past two years has probably been, what, the most accurate kicker in the NFL and made a run, almost set the record for consecutive field goals in the NFL. I think he ended up just three or so shy of breaking that record. I think he has the third longest streak of all time. That's a big pickup. But uh, you also had Jaden Lewis, the the corner from Anniston, Alabama, four-star guy, talented guy, somebody that we had heard about seemed to be trending in Auburn's direction for a little while. Um, Jacob and I had Christian Clemente on about a month ago uh, on, on the line, and that was somebody that Christian Clemente highlighted as a potential next commitment in the 2024 class. He's... he's very uh, lean right now, just 165 pounds, but he's yeah. got time to develop. Well, Jason and, and Jason Caldwell and Jason was on with us for the uh, for the first 45 minutes of the show, and uh, hopefully you caught that. If not, uh, please uh, check the podcast. Uh, always great information from Jason. The podcast also brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. But Jason compared him to Walter McFadden, and and. When, he was Walt, one of my when Walt McFadden got to Auburn, he was about 153 pounds. Wow. So he is smaller than Jaden is right now. But the one thing that, that Jason said about uh, uh, about the young man today was, did you hear Did you hear him talking about his speed? Now, he is known for his speed. He said, look, Jason was down in Mobile for some of the – um, some of the, the, the measurements and the timings and things down there. Jane Lewis, his last time uh, he, he ran, he was clocked at, uh, uh, tw- uh, yeah, I believe he said the 220.69. Wow. Or no, that's his, the, 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 he said the speed with the speed gun, 20.69 miles an hour. Wow, that I mean, was that's, that's really he said, he said the fastest player at the Senior Bowl was 20.8 miles an hour. So he is just about as fast as the fastest senior at the Senior Bowl right now. And what, as he's a, 16, as a high 17 school. years yeah. old right now? Yeah, I mean, as a high schooler who's, who's a junior in high school. Plenty of time to develop further. But uh, how not shocking is it? That right now the two commits in the 2024 class are a pair of four-star DBs, just because, and that's just something we've become accustomed to. Uh, Weston McGriff had success at Auburn, but Zach Etheridge oh, yeah. has been so impressive these past two cycles with the talent he's been able to bring in. In some cases, in spite of the last staff. Oh yeah, now so with Amon Lane, who was the earlier commit, mm-hmm. uh, and Jaden Lewis, that's two, uh, as you said, four-star cornerbacks 
committed to Auburn for next year. And then Malik Autry is a 2025 over at Opelika. So uh, that's something. Yeah, and I, I was talking with Scott Scott Bagwell. Uh, called me right when that happened. I didn't see when it when it was first announced. And he said that that is a really good pickup. Yeah, he said he said one of the most one of the most impressive linemen that he saw this year, and he was just a sophomore. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot to be excited about what happened today, and you know what I love, uh, Jaden Lewis. He's been committed for a couple hours, and uh, he's already get hanging out quotes about how he he's going after the number one safety in the 2025 class who goes to Thompson. Uh, who he grew up playing with, uh, and they're good friends, and he wants him to come join him at Auburn. And I, I love seeing that, seeing guys that are so fired up that want to be out there recruiting, building the future of Auburn football uh, under Hugh Freeze. I love that earlier this week he tweeted out, look, hey, I'm announcing on Wednesday because I want to I wanna recruit get my guys to be in this class, help this class be what it can be. Well, that's what you you always want early. You want those guys in early who are the dynamic um, guys, the recruit, the recruiters of your staff? Because they're gonna, they're gonna be able to convince their peers even better than the coaches or some of the uh, players that are in school. They're figuring, nah, you're already there. You're gonna feed me a line. I mean, somebody who hasn't uh, finished high school yet can tell them, tell the other players why they're going there. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a big pickup. So that's the football side. Basketball wise, Auburn picking up. A five-star by some, four-star by others. Top 25 national player for next year in uh, in the uh, the the New Jersey point guard, Tahad Pettiford, just a very athletic player, very good shooter as well. Uh, I was watching some of his highlights from about a, a week ago or so, and there's a video of him bringing the ball up on a fast break. He's only about six foot. Yeah, and there's a much bigger player coming at him at the rim, and he just goes up because he's so athletic and explosive. He's a lefty, right? Isn't he a lefty? I can't recall, to be honest with you. I'm pretty uh, sure he's a lefty. Seems like Bruce likes lefties, but I mean, it seems like he's a lefty. He's got a nice, got a nice shot. You're right. He's not the biggest guy, but um, he's 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 got uh, uh, he's got a great all-around game. Absolutely, and. As you and I talked about yesterday, if you're going to be a small point guard, I think you got to have that elite speed and quickness and that elite court vision. And I think he's a guy that brings that to the table, something that I'm not sure the current Auburn roster has. Uh, I'm very excited and looking forward to the future of the guard position at Auburn because you've got uh, Aiden, Aiden Holloway, the five-star point guard, mm-hmm. coming in. You've got uh, Tahad Pettiford coming in after him. And Auburn might not be done at the guard position this week. No, Friday is uh, uh, LeBaron. Uh, Fi- it was Phylon is what Jason said. He asked him, so it is Phylon. So uh, LeBaron Phylon is announcing Friday, and uh, he has a list of, I think, seven finalists, but just about everybody feels like Auburn's going to add him. Now, he is 6'3 or 6'4, yeah. and he's averaging. 37 and a half points a game mm-hmm. this year for Baker. Um, you know, what a, one of the, it's a 7A school. Yeah. So, I mean, they're playing the best competition um, as size-wise in the state of Alabama. Jason was talking about going to a game when they went down to the Senior Bowl. They went out and watched them play blunt and said the uh, the gym was just packed 
with uh, folks an hour and a half before the game and uh, and said he he is a he's a high flyer. He's, he reminded Jason. He reminded Jason uh, of J.D. Davidson. Said he doesn't know that he is quite the shooter actually that Pettiford is. He's more the penetrator, high flying guy, but he is being double and tripled by six and seven A schools. Yeah. What what gives me hope about him with his shot is this year he's shooting thirty six percent from three, which gives me some hope that he can further right. develop that shot. But as far as his game right now, he is about as athletic and explosive as high flying uh, as it gets. And I think he is his game initially when he gets to Auburn is going to be much more of a slasher get to the rim kind of guy. Um, but I am excited. If Auburn is to land him on Friday, about the future of the guard position, I think you got three very good ball handlers coming in in the next two classes, uh, and I think that Auburn may not be done in that 24 class. Auburn might still be looking to add talent as well. We need to get to our first break of hour number two. Terry, hold on. You'll be up when we come back as we continue from Big Mike Steakhouse here on the Wednesday Drive. Hi, Jonathan here from University Ace Hardware. We are excited to introduce to you our helpful consultants. Now the same friendly, knowledgeable associates who you rely on in-store will come to you at your home or office. You can schedule Rex Ponder, our garden center manager who is a hometown expert on plants and landscaping, to help you with your outdoor space. To schedule a consultation with Rex, give us a call or visit universityace.com. University Ace brings expert help to your place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill and Carter coming to you from Big Mike Steakhouse. And again, uh, they, they brought out some of their delicious appetizers. And Buck, y'all can, uh, y'all, y'all can go over there and sample a little bit of the, uh, the other things they brought out. They've got the redfish with mango salsa. Yeah, y'all help yourselves. Um, so, yeah, that, that's one of, the, one of the perks for coming out when they're bringing things out. We're yep. talking. We can't be over there at the table grazing. <laughs> So, uh, uh, so yeah, stop by if you get a chance. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. Again, 334-321-1390. Terry is up first. Terry? Hey, Bill. Hey, Carter. How are y'all today? Hey, doing right, fine. Terry. How are you? I'm fantastic. You poor guys getting a struggle there at Big Mike's. I tell you what, it's a great place. Yeah, um, it absolutely is. Too bad you're struggling, Bill. Um, any, any news on signing day? Is Jeremiah Cobb in the fold? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and and uh, honestly, Terry, I mean, I believe it's a situation just like the the, the two defensive backs, Scott and Johnson. Uh, I believe he'd been signed officially for a long time, but Auburn just did him the honor, uh, did him the favor of not announcing anything until he went through the ceremony with all of his teammates. Which is the right move by yeah. Auburn to let him have his moment, have his ceremony. And were there any surprises today? It's hard to believe today was National Signing Day. Uh, let's see. Surprise, Jaden Rashada to uh, Arizona State. Yeah, that was shocking. Okay. I mean, and, and to be honest. You want to play for Kenny Dillingham. 
good for mm. Kenny Dillingham, but like I'm not sure I'd want to mess with that with all the drama around it yeah. over the past month and a half. That's wild. Interesting. So Auburn, uh, Auburn is loaded at the defensive backfield, are they not? They are really. Yeah, they are, and they're. It looked like they're going to continue with two more four stars for uh, for next year already in the fold. And those two guys are solid as can be, and anxious to try to bring more of them in. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost sounds like they were expecting that young man. Uh, I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, to go pro the corner. Uh, DJ James or Nehemiah? I think they're expecting him to go pro. It sure sounds that way. Well, you know, uh, DJ had a had an invite to the Senior Bowl. I think both did. I think uh, both did. Yeah, that you're you're because right. You're right because Nehemiah. Everybody heard about that one first because and the, the Senior Bowl loved Nehemiah and loved Owen Papo because earlier in the year, and this shocked me because I thought both of them were having down years in terms of production and watching them on the field. They were actually on the Senior Bowl's all-riser team of players that on the mock draft board that the Senior Bowl does each year had moved up two or more rounds on their draft board, which was a little shocking to me. Yeah, no kidding. So, so yeah, both of those guys could have gone – and what a, I mean, what a, what a great get that is for Hugh Freeze to get to, to have them back, and 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 a guy like Zeke Walker to bring oh, him yeah. back into the fold. Mm-hmm. These talented players that were either highly rated coming out of high school or have had the college production, for them to come back is just that added bonus for Hugh Freeze as he tries to fill out this first year roster that had so many holes when he first hey, got here, and they this roster looks so job. much more competitive now. SEC-wise. Caviar to uh, filet, uh, into hamburger, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Hamburger, I don't yeah. even know so. hamburger. I would say uh, you know, might be, uh, might be uh, you know, uh, dog food. Maloney? Oh, and Papo, you mentioned Carter. Is he going to be a linebacker at the next level, or can he translate to safety? So I think I've, I've looked, um, I want to say... The Athletic had him ranked as the number eight or nine linebacker in this draft class, which was felt high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the way the league kind of plays, you can play him as almost like a hybrid linebacker, like almost DB role. Like like you're starting to see like Isaiah, like- Isaiah Simmons, a shorter Isaiah yeah. Simmons who was the giant super athletic safety from Clemson. And I think that there's some places where you can plug him in, in my mind, next to a really, really good middle linebacker. Like you saw the Ravens figure out this year. They had Patrick Queen, who was playing middle linebacker, and he was good, not great. They went out and got uh, Roquan Smith from the Bears, who might be one of the smartest linebackers and can handle the most responsibility of any middle linebacker in, in the NFL right now. And it it freed Patrick Queen up for his role to be simpler and him to use his athleticism. And they became a truly dynamic duo uh, on that Ravens defense. I could see something like that happening uh, and just utilize the insane athletic ability. Yeah, that you, you, that's one thing. You know that Owen is going to just uh, knock people's you know socks off when when they t- when he tests. Oh, yeah. At the combine. I yeah. mean, he's. He's going to be somebody that blows everybody away at the combine, and he may not have the best measurements because he's not the tallest guy. He's not the um, thickest linebacker, but he's going to run really well. He's going to be the the most athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really impressive, and I can't wait to see what he does just because 
I mean, he's the, he's the guy that came out of high school. Those those Nike Spark camps. Mm-hmm. He broke the scale for their uh, athleticism. Uh, they had that scale, and he broke it. Of course, Wesley Wesley Steiner a year after broke his record. So we knew that in back to back classes, Auburn Who got a couple. Who was the great Auburn athletes. linebacker that they signed late a few years ago? Uh, from down in South Alabama that had just blown up those. That just goes to show you that the spark doesn't necessarily mean... It wasn't Woodyard, be... was it? No, it was a guy who never played. Terry probably... Josh Marsh? Josh Marsh? May... No, no, I don't think so. Marsh was the all-time leader in tackles in the state, though, hmm. at the time. I think you got sort of Stetson Bennett wasn't senior bowl. Yeah, that was something that we talked about on, on the line. <laughs> we, we, we had Trey Wallace uh... on the show as Trey Wallace was posting the story on OutKick, breaking that news. And that well, I figured he was still in Dallas looking for the TCU defense. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's something that's uh, pretty interesting is the fact that that uh, took place this weekend with him getting arrested yeah. for uh, yeah, public I, I, intoxication. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he wanted to be part of the meat market down there where they uh, where they measure you, where they you know check your height and weight and everything. He, was, <laughs> uh, he, he didn't want that to... Influence anybody, but uh, then he went and got out of the influence. But so. but, but that's the thing is like, <laughs> I like if that. that if if that's but, um, why you are if you're worried about your get your measurements getting out, he's gonna go to the combine. He's, he's gonna, gonna go to great. They're gonna he's get out. I think know? that that's, yeah. that was the speculated reason that I saw, and I said that's dumb. Yeah, I think it's a bad look for him not to go to the Senior Bowl, and then it's obviously a way worse look. What happened mm-hmm. this past weekend? Anything else, Terry? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We lost you there for a sec. The, uh, I said, say, get ready to move over, Aaron Murray, because here comes Stetson Bennett to replace you on the SEC network. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, look, Stetson's, Stetson's going to live a fi- very oh, yeah. fine life, whatever he, he, he does. He won't have any problem in the, <laughs> in, in the state of Georgia, especially anywhere around Athens. So if he wants to yeah. be the the greatest owner of car dealerships in the state of georgia he can do that he can be a coach he can be an analyst i think he'll he'll have the ability to choose what he wants to do with the success that he's had and sadly he'll probably never have to pay a tab yeah right <laughs> appreciate it guys y'all take care and have a good day all right Derek, appreciate, appreciate it, it. Go. we need to get to our bottom of the hour break running a little late we'll uh start looking more closely at uh, tonight's basketball matchup and the other games around the SEC. Love for you to join in. We're at Big Mike Steakhouse. Uh, Stop by or give us a call. 334-321-1390.
Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. 22 minutes away from 6 o'clock here on this Wednesday evening. Dylan Carter here at uh, Big Mike Steakhouse. And, yeah, we appreciate some uh, folks stopping by. Okay, I, I won't name your names then. Uh, sorry if I already did. But, uh, <laughs> no, hey, we appreciate folks stopping by. It is a great place to uh, come anytime and, uh, and and sample some of the delicious food that they have on the menu. Uh, we, we had uh, the opportunity to, uh, to sample one of the uh, one of their specials, the redfish with uh, mango salsa. Um, they also brought some of the delicious appetizers. Don't forget, Wednesdays and Thursdays, half-price apps, half-price drinks from 4 to 6, uh, which is great. They did it just, just for the tribe. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they had. That's their happy hour time. So take advantage of those. Um, again, we're back here. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks. The next time Auburn's got a Wednesday game, I believe it's the, the 22nd, we'll be back here. Um, meanwhile, Auburn, Georgia tonight and about 20 minutes over at Neville Arena. We talked about it a little uh, yesterday. Jason talking about it today, how important this ball game is. Auburn's just, they, they have got to, um, you know, stop this losing streak. They've lost, you know, lost, what, three in a row now? No, two. Uh, two just two. lost two. Um, but, they, yeah, they don't want to lose their third in a row, especially exactly. with the upcoming schedule at Knoxville on Saturday against the number two team in the country before they go to College Station to take on A&M, who's already beaten Auburn, snapped Auburn's home winning streak, and then Alabama comes to town. Yeah, that A&M team, it's remarkable the amount of success that they have had uh, this year. I think they've won, what, four of their last five ranked matchups? And yeah, they've, and since and they've conference won, play, they struggled. Yes. They, were, they were so... They, they lost to some bad teams yeah, they were. in non-conference, non-conference play and got blown out by some mm-hmm. bad teams. But they figured it out in conference play. They're now 7-2 and two in conference play, I believe. Right. They, they, they took that loss last night uh, where I kept thinking they were going to make a run. They were right there. They'd yeah. get a couple stops, but they just could not hit any, sh- any big shots in that game. Um, they've had, obviously, weird success in, all, in, in Auburn. They've won 6 of 7, Yep, which is... Um, Obviously, an outlier with the success Auburn's had. They they ended Auburn's home winning streak, and I tell you what, the pictures that I've seen from as recently as about 15 minutes ago in the arena, or yeah, it's it looks uh, about as dead as I've seen the student section oh, in a long right? time. I wow. I'm concerned about the atmosphere. It is yeah, that's normally that's not the norm. I mean, usually the gates are going to open for a six exactly. o'clock game. Gates should open at 4.30, and that place should be packed. Oh, yeah. The entire student section by this point is normally oh, full. Oh, you're not kidding. And and I think it's just the baseline feels about 80% full. There's nobody on the ends. I am wow. concerned about the atmosphere. Uh, this this Maybe Auburn, I'll find a parking place when I go over there in a little bit. <laughs> this, this Auburn team obviously dropping the earlier game against Georgia. Uh, where Georgia kind of... Oh, yeah, their guards, Roberts and Okendo, mm-hmm. both had uh, outstanding nights. Yeah, they went for 26 and 17 each, I believe, in that matchup last time. Uh, of course, Terry Roberts is in that streak of, in all five of Auburn's losses this year, they have allowed at least 26 points yep. to an opposing guard. And they've had a few guys set um, 
set season bests and career bests. Career bests, a couple of times. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. And Mitch is up next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Did y'all happen to catch any of the uh, TCU West Virginia game last night? I did not. I saw I saw bits and pieces. I, I It wasn't one of the main games I was focused on. Well, it's just uh, somebody called up after we lost to West Virginia and talking about uh, Eric Stevenson and just how he had the game of his life. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was curious to see how he would do after that game of his life. Now I know it was on the road. I mean, he did score 17 points, but he was only one of six from three-point land. Well, you know, he'd only shot like uh, he was he was under 20%. From outside three over his last six games before the Auburn game, then he goes seven for ten against Auburn, and and granted they weren't all well defended, but a couple of those were ridiculous with hands in his face doing fadeaways. Yeah. So that just means last night he reverted back more to the to uh, to to the norm to average out. That would make so that means if he was one for seven last night, he's eight for seventeen over the last. I two think games. Tyrese Radford had something like that happen on Saturday where he struggled after yeah. giving Auburn thirty on Wednesday last week. Eric Stevenson's a, a bit of a uh, streaky shooter. Oh, he, if you look at his game logs, it reflects that he has some crazy games where he goes seventy five percent from three, and then he'll have a game where he goes one of seven, and that's just kind of who he is. It's kind of who he's always been. Hmm. Well, I just kind of thought that was interesting. That's kind of the only reason I watched, because I was curious how he would do after that, that game he had against Auburn. But uh, speaking about the games, tonight's game, uh, looking at my uh, sports book here, Auburn uh, minus 12 over under four, 141.5. What, what do you guys think about those numbers? I'm not crazy about uh, the, the, the 12s, an awful lot of points. It's It was at yeah. 12.5. Last night, now, some I heard, places I heard I've eleven seen it, and a half a little yeah, while ago. I've seen it move down to eleven and a half. I don't love that because, no. just because of the fact that we've already seen it. We've seen uh, Cario Okendo have great games against Auburn uh, in his career. We've seen obviously Terry Roberts this year have a great game against Auburn, mm. and I feel like while Auburn is better down low, those Georgia guards do have the ability to kind of turn this game on its head. Well. The guy tonight that needs to, needs to really play well is, is KD. I mean, K, K, he had a good Agreed. second half against West Virginia. Here's his former team. Maybe it being at home. I thought uh, he really, he really, really struggled over at Athens. Yeah. Now he's had any. So Wendell. Yeah. It was Wendell's probably worst game of yeah. the year too. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to get good play out of the guards. Jason was talking about they've got to get the ball into Janai Broom and Jalen Williams. So that they can facilitate. I mean, they've led the team in assists the last two games, Jalen and Janai, and uh, their guys get the ball into them, and then Georgia's going to have to collapse. And they're good enough at getting it back to someone to create more open looks that Auburn would normally get just trying to go, you know, along the perimeter. Last time out against this team, you had Wendell go two of twelve, yep, and had four turnovers and three assists. Uh, Katie Johnson, he. Went one of five. He was a complete non-factor. He had a game. few. He had a few turnovers too. If I don't. Uh, yeah, I, don't. I think he did as well. Uh, Jalen Williams had probably his worst game of the year too. Yeah. He went one of nine, and we're so not used to that because he's normally so automatic at that little catch the ball in the middle of the lane, turn around floater. He's the best three-point shooter on this team at about 36, 37 percent. Like that's a really off game for him. I'm curious to see if he has a bounce-back game against Georgia this time around. 
Yeah, well, I'll be uh, watching and uh, listening to Andy and, and, and the coach. Um, and I'm, I'm envious that you guys are at Big Mike's. They need to, uh, I mean, if Uniac Springs is getting a Chick-fil-A, they need to put a Big Mike's <laughs> down here uh, close to us. Because supposedly their, their, their little, their, uh, what is it, their, their business plan is it's, uh, it's, uh, what is it? it's a big town steakhouse in, in, in small towns or rural towns or something, something like uh, that uh, I read on their website. So yeah, yeah smaller town. Uniac You're right. You're right. Yeah, I can definitely use a, a Big Mike Steakhouse. Well, you guys enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, appreciate the call, Mitch. Yeah, don't don't hear Defuniac Springs an awful lot. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've been through there. Um, we're getting near the. I tell you what, we can we can go ahead and get to our final break of the afternoon. Back to uh, wrap things up again. We're having a great time here at Big Mike Steakhouse on the Wednesday Drive. <laughs> Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back Final sec uh, final segment here of the Wednesday Drive. Bill and Carter, our thanks to Jason Caldwell, who stopped in for the first 45 minutes. Matter of fact, stuck around longer than that. He and the, uh, the, the wife and daughter uh, went ahead and ate supper here at Big Mike's before they headed out. Uh, so, yeah, keep them in mind. Again, as I said earlier, I mean, uh, Big Mike says... Uh, has the honor of being awarded the the best steak in the state of Alabama. They've got great uh, appetizers, entrees, and Wednesdays and Thursdays, four to six half-price apps and drinks. Um, So, yeah, we'll be back here in three weeks, the next time Auburn has a Wednesday home basketball game. Tonight, it's Georgia. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, Another game at 6 o'clock tonight as uh, Tennessee is uh, at Florida tonight before they host Auburn this coming Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, this Tennessee team, that Florida team is solid. Um, When you watch them play, they just have some random stretches, like I think to the first half against A&M, where they couldn't score at all. Yeah, I mean, you've got Colin Castleton. You you, you would think you're going to take advantage of that. I feel like he's been a little underwhelming this year. I, I do, too. I Especially, think he's come back and, and hasn't had the season that he did a year ago. Because he dominated Kessler. Oh, yeah. So you see this success Kessler's having in the NBA right now. He dominated Kessler twice he's last play, year. He's playing in the, uh, the the Future Stars game. Yeah, I mean, isn't it isn't it interesting that it feels like a little bit Oscar Huey and Colin Castleton, who were the, with Kessler, the three most talked about centers in the right. SEC, Sheway and Castleton come back. It feels like they're not having the Neither same one caliber of, of year. Right. They're a little more inconsistent. Uh, of course, you see the flashes with Sheway. I mean, go back to that Georgia game where he went nuts for yeah, 37, 37 and 24. 24. Uh-huh. Just an insane performance. But that Tennessee team, I mean, they're a five-point favorite in that game. I think that they are a solid enough bunch. And I think Zakai Ziegler right now, you can make an argument, is the best guard in, in the SEC, uh, the best point guard. And I think that... The experience on that team is going to bode well for them in most road matchups where I just feel like they they have really high-level leadership and, and high-level players on that team. Um, 
And I think that they've handled some spots better than we've seen, like, the likes of Auburn. And oh, yeah. And, and, and there, I mean, they're still very much uh, there for the SEC because they host Alabama. They only play Alabama one time, mm-hmm. and they get them in Knoxville. So they're looking, if they can continue winning and knock off Alabama, they'll, uh, they'll get the tiebreaker. But um, I, I don't know if you all mentioned this, but I guess you did uh, with, with your guests. What, what, what an unbelievable route last night. Did Alabama, did Alabama play like cow. they were upset after being embarrassed? You think Nate Oates rode those guys a little bit in practice before they uh, hosted Vandy? So I don't recall a time I've seen an SEC team beat another SEC team by 57. Um, but when with Alabama able to score 101. It's their largest SEC victory ever. Yeah, I mean, they, they score 101, but I think it might be more impressive what they did to Vanderbilt oh, on the defensive end. 44. 15 Van, in the first Van, half. Vandy scored the first five points of the game. Vandy <laughs> was up five to nothing. And they scored 39 scored points, 10 more points the, the rest of the game and 39 the rest so of that, the game. So they got outscored 101 to 39 after the first five points. I mean, that was just an amazing performance. You knew Alabama was not going to have a rough night shooting probably two nights in a row. It was going to average out a little bit. They shot extremely well in that game. Vanderbilt struggled mightily. I think they were like 5 of 33 in the first half. Uh, they just could not hit shots, and they I got thought, down. And I really thought Vandy would be getting a little better. I well, mean, I, 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 I like Jerry Stackhouse. I, I thought, you know. I think they've kind of been going through it here in the last uh, it, few games, if you look at it. I don't I don't think it's, it's a season, an SEC slate that's been – Kind to them. They no. have that that upset win at home against Arkansas. They have the win on the road at Georgia. They besides that, it has not been exactly the most uh, I guess impressive performances. They they hung with A and M for a while, but gave that one away late. I thought they were going to get that win and uh, steal yeah. one in College Station, but they've lost to Missouri. They got. Beat by Tennessee, Alabama twice now. I mean, it's been a tough schedule. That's tough. You're right, because Missouri, quietly, is a pretty good team. You want to talk about a team with a tough schedule that I think is way better than everybody realizes? That Mississippi State team played the hardest first half of the conference that I think could possibly play. Two and seven now? Yes, they are are two and seven in conference play, but are coming off a home upset against TCU. And then beat South Carolina last night, where they were able to separate. But in those first what they, six, seven conference games, they played a schedule that looks like what Auburn's got coming up. Exactly, they played Alabama twice, Tennessee twice, at Auburn. Uh, they were that Florida at home, which they probably should have figured out a way to win. But they went to Georgia, a Georgia team that early in conference play was playing better than than everybody expected. Their schedule to start conference play was so difficult, and it's about to get so much easier. And I think that that team, because they started one and seven. Yeah, they're a I team think, you probably don't want to play down the stretch. Exactly, because they're also physical, and they're yeah. able to compete with you down low. Uh, I mean, that that's a team that I think could reel off against Missouri, LSU, potentially Arkansas. We could, be, we could be looking at that win. Auburn got it home. Drastically different. Oh yeah. Uh, music's playing. That means we're out of time here on the uh, Wednesday drive. Thanks again, Carter. I would. Uh, uh, I'll see you again, I know, here in the next day or two. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, th- tomorrow, Justin Ferguson should be in from the Auburn Observer. I know I've seen him down at Mobile and at uh, at different functions. I'm 
probably see him over tomorrow. We'll have some audio from the coaches tomorrow. We'll talk about tonight's game and anything else that's gone on and worth talking about here in the world of sports between now and then. But we're out of time. Our thanks to the folks here at Big Mike Steakhouse. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.